Whenever I see your smiling face, I have to smile myself because I love you. Face. It makes me want to smile because I like you just a little bit. And when you give me that nasty little frown, it turns me upside down. Something about you, Pasta. I don't know. Isn't it amazing that the crowds could make me feel this way? What a face that looks so rotten. Can't be forgotten in a day. Oh, but it looks so rotten. I thought I'd seen silly smiles before from the folks downstairs at Hooper's store. But yours makes me the maddest, and that's when I feel the gladdest. The more I smile, the more you pout. We'll help each other out. You know, James, you're so aggravating. Now, what's going on? So lucky to make you feel yucky every day. Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler. Welcome to Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. If you like what you hear, drop us a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. Hey, on Twitter, it's really quite simple. It's at Converse Radio. That's at Converse Radio. Just like the sneaker without the E. And on Facebook, we're simply Conversations, the podcast. Hey, a great show tonight. This is going to be fun. If you heard the entry music, uh, you will agree. This is episode 143. Our guest tonight is going to be the wonderful, wonderful, amazing Violet Tenorella. We'll talk to her in just a moment. Violet plays Charlie on Sesame Street. 
So we'll talk to her momentarily. And my co-host is going to be the wonderful Dare McLeod. She's from Ghostwriter. Hey, great to be back. I'm recovering from an eight-day trip to Alaska. It's really funny. I was in Tahiti for, for, for 28 days, plus Hawaii, 12 days, so 42 days total. Came back for five days, did two shows, and then right back on the ship for another 14 days. So again, glad to be back in the swing, getting used to all this nice weather. Uh, it's been wonderful the last few days. 30s in Alaska, I froze my tukas off. Yes, I speak Yiddish. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But uh, glad we did that. And hey, great shows coming up as well. We'll be talking uh, about that uh, in the near future. So stay tuned. Of course, the website, conversationspod.wix.com uh, slash conversations. And of course, follow us on Instagram at conversationsradio. That's really your best place to get information. Our podcasts are on Amazon. Apple Podcast. You can go to the iTunes store, search Conversations Radio, and uh, voila, they're all right there, tucked in quite nicely for your listening enjoyment. And we're now on Spotify. The podcast is kind of omnipresent anywhere you go. There we are. So, hey, thanks for tuning in live here. They're getting live. Wow, a lot of people. <laughs> nice live audience tonight, and uh, looking forward to this. My co host is no stranger to Conversations Radio. Uh, she is uh, Dear McLeod. She plays Charlie on Ghost Rider. You may have seen her on Danger Force and a number of other things. And she, too, has a connection with uh, Sesame Street and has an event coming up, too. We'll talk about that. But she's co-hosting. She's with me here, and she's in Los Angeles. Dare McLeod, dare to be different. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to be on the podcast today. This is my first co-hosting well, role. Welcome. So I'm excited. It's the first. So as soon as I get a budget, I'll have a parking space for you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, need, you... I need a front space. Oh, for you. You need to plug in your Tesla, right. Got it. Hey, how are you? How you been? I've been doing amazing. I've just been, um, you know, I've been keeping busy. But what I'm super excited about is the reason why I'm in L.A., which is my event coming up called the Raise Your Voice for Peace competition. I am oh. so honored to be a top five finalist. Nice. It's going to be the most amazing experience. It's what, taking place in the museum. Yeah. Oh, Where? where? The Grammy Museum. Oh, iconic. Grammy Museum. Nice. Yes. Now, you share your time between L.A. and Conroe, Texas. Yes, I do. And New York. You're kind of all over as well. So uh, yeah. glad to have you here in L.A. And um, for sure, yeah, well, uh, congrats on the opportunity at the Grammy Museum. That's going to be a great uh, – it's for, it's, for it's for a charity, obviously. Yes, it is. Uh, the Raise Your Voice for Peace charity is with Generation J. And Generation J is this incredible charity. It's all about, like – cycles of abuse and how we can kind of put a stop to that by teaching kids my age and our lovely Violet's age about healthy relationships and and kind of creating important bonds in healthy ways. It's, Sweet. it's really cool. It sounds cool. Is it going to be uh, televised anywhere on YouTube or anything? Or Yes, there will be a link and I believe it will be shared on social media. I will definitely share it on my social media. So that everyone can watch at home, even if they don't get to come to the actual Granny Museum. It'll feel like you're there. Have you been there before? Have you ever been? No, I've never been. So me and my mom were talking about we need to like be like, can we get free tickets? Can we explore a little bit? Because my call time's at twelve thirty, and oh yeah, the show at seven. So I mean, I've got to have some time to explore it at least a little bit. That's uh, <laughs> that's a great venue uh, for sure, and I'm glad that's happening. Um, how are things with Ghostwriter? 
Ghost Rider uh, has been getting some incredible responses. We're so thankful for just the incredible support we've been getting. Um, it's just, it's crazy that something I'm so proud of and something that's breaking and, and really pushing the boundaries of television can be so widely received by so many people and all my friends and my family get to see it finally. So it's, it's really been a blessing to kind of just see the response of everybody. And it's and you been did, really good. You guys did a Wizard of Oz episode too, didn't you? Yes, we did. We did a, um, it was the Tin Girl, the Surf and Scarecrow dude. And then we have our lion friend who is the Cowardly Lion. And wow. he pretty much stayed the same, but all of them kind of gave a little twist. And it so, was a really cool, it was a really cool episode. Another connection with our guest tonight. Let's go ahead and bring her in. Hey, um, Violet Tinarello is an actress, a dancer. Uh, she is from New York, Warwick, New York, just to hop, skip, and jump from New York City. She has been doing this for quite some time. She joined uh, Sesame Street a few years back. She plays Charlie. She's a new resident on Sesame Street. Her parents on the show are were, were in, the, in the Air Force, the service, and they, and they retired, and they decided to relocate to Sesame Street. So there they are. It's a, a phenomenal show, of course. Sesame Street uh, started in 1969, 53 seasons. It's probably the longest-running show on TV right now. PBS, of course, um, the Children's Television Network spearheaded that. And it's a great, great show. It is, it's just kind of held up for a long time. I mean, when it came out, I was nine years old. So <laughs> now I'm dating myself. The thing with Sesame Street, and again, it's changed a little bit. It used to be an hour show. Now it's a half an hour. But kids watch that, and they pay attention because they see everything. And you wonder at what point your child is going to one day get up and start doing the ABCs or today's letter is letter H or, or what have you. They've really hit on something that's really, really special. They've done a great job, great casts, and, of course, the wonderful Muppets. you got to love them. <laughs> Charlie is a resident there, and when she's not doing Sesame Street, she's dancing and playing the piano. She's been on, um, on America's Got Talent. She was in Pharrell's um, Happy Video and the book as well. She's appeared on Saturday Night Live multiple times. Chasing Rainbows, Wizard of Oz. Loves playing Shirley Temple because she's a tap dancer. Again, an amazing, amazing actress. I am so thrilled and honored that we have her on here tonight. I want to say hi to all the way from New York. It's Violet Tenderello. Hey! Hi! How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Welcome to Conversations Radio. How are you enjoying spring so far? Good. I'm so happy. The weather's been warm lately. Did you guys get a lot of snow this this winter? Not that much. Well, I've I've barely been home. I've been in the city most of the time for filming Sesame in the winter. So I've just been in the city. So I don't. I can't even tell you if I've had snow near me. <laughs> you film in New York City, and you yeah, live, and... you live in Warwick, which is in the Hudson Valley of New York. So about about mm -hmm. about about an hour away, two hours away. Yeah, an hour and a half. But you took a trip recently. You went somewhere. Tell me about that. Well, I just got back from vacation like a few weeks ago from Grenada for spring wow. break. Wow. Yeah. So what's what's that like? It was it was mind blowing. It was my favorite vacation I've ever gone on because so my parents were like so so we were I was so excited to go on vacation because you know we're always my whole family like I'm always busy like we I never have any free time and then I found out I'm going on vacation I'm like I don't even care where I'm going I'm just excited and then they said Grenada and I was like <laughs> what's Grenada like I've never heard of that and then and then I was like looking it up I'm like oh it looks pretty nice and we get there it was literally the Imagine. nicest vacation I've ever been on the ocean was so clear it yeah. was beautiful it was beautiful there wow and the food. <laughs> <laughs> 
How's the food? Really good. Really? So what kind of food do they eat there? It's just like well, same stuff we do, right? Well, well, the resort we stayed at, it was like, it was beautiful. But there were like different restaurants. Like there was a French restaurant and then there was like, there was like an Italian restaurant. And there were like, all, there were different restaurants like from like all over the world. Wow. So That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go on an eating excursion. Go to Grenada. All right. We'll do that. And how was, how was that flight? You know, I just watched a, mo- a few movies. That's it. And you're here. <laughs> so it went quick. That's kind of like when I went to Tahiti. I mean, it's like we, it was 42 days, but we started off with Hawaii. So we did we did we did Honolulu, Oahu, um, oh, Kona, Hawaii. Maui, etc. Then we came back. It was 14 days. It's like you know what? Let's just stay on and go to uh, Tahiti. Okay. And Samoa, huh. by the way. So we go back and again. It's again you start off with another another trip to Hawaii. So a lot of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And, and and Hawaii, if you if you if you've not been, is absolutely amazing. I know you guys have both been, um, but then you get to Samoa, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like paradise. Then you oh. get to, you get to Tahiti, paradise. Then Morea, and then it's like, it gets it just gets more lush and exotic and tropical and humid. <laughs> well, good for yeah. you. You took a lot of pictures, right? Yeah, a lot good. of pictures. <laughs> All right, I want to see them sometime. For sure. Okay. I'm, I'm posting some photos that you probably saw uh, from the trip. Yes. But uh, wow. And again, Alaska. Wow. But I digress. You are 13 years old. Yeah. When did you get the acting bug? How old were you? Um, I, well, so I started, I started dancing when I was like one and a half years old. And then when I was three years old. So actually I started acting because the rabbi at my temple um, her son was on Broadway and I'd always just loved musical theater and like obviously dancing I'd already done. So I just loved acting and stuff. So we, she kind of like, we kind of like got started through their family and they like showed us like a voice teacher, Amelia DeMaio. And we started doing like Broadway prep with her. And then by doing that, I started like musical theater when I was three years old. And then through doing musical theater, I met my agent, Bonnie Shimovsky. And I started like TV acting when I was four years old. And then I just started from there doing a lot of commercials. And then, you know, then everything started up. (laughs) Listen to this, Dare. This is some some products. You've heard Lunchables, right? Yes. Yes. How about Red Red Lobster? Mm, Yes, delicious. I think I've heard of Stop and Shop. Yes, like a convenience store? Okay. Um, Holiday Inn? Mm-hmm. Um, Lego? Heard of that. And then and you then were we... on America's Got Talent? Yeah, for for um, Howard Stern's retirement, he did like a little skit with kids in a classroom. Gosh. So I was one of those kids in it. Oh, and it, it was really funny because the question that he was asking everyone, like he was like, they were asking all of us like these different questions and he's like all these kids and they're like, how old do you think he is? And then everyone's like, and I was like, I don't know. I was like probably four or five years old at the time. And everyone's like, you know, like 30, 50, 20. And I was like, I think he's 105. Wow. I, <laughs> I don't know what was going on in well, my five year old. Yeah. Head, but <laughs> Yeah. Again, with Howard Stern, you're not sure what you're going to get. And of course you, I don't think you're going to offend him, but uh, what an, what a opportunity. Did you get to meet Howard? Yeah, no, the whole thing was with him. And he was telling us, you know, he was telling us like about his childhood when he was our age. And he was like, yeah, and you know, he was like exaggerate. He was like, we had no toys. And I was like, (laughs) (gasps) that's something something he would say for sure. 
what an opportunity. You get to do all these things, and it all started when you're a year and a half by dancing. And, 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 yeah. And, and then, you're, then you're doing all this stuff. Tell me about the Broadway Labs. What are those? Well, I started – I first did – I did – well, I did Chasing Rainbows, the lab, when I was eight years old, I think, seven or eight. Okay. I first did the lab. Well, actually – actually, here, let me go back in time. Okay, So right. when I was like – when I was like probably six years old, well, ever since I was a baby, I've always loved old fashioned stuff and like black and white movies. And I collected vintage hats and my favorite movies were like, you know, Shirley Temple movies and like Judy Garland and Marilyn Monroe. My favorite, my kindergarten birthday party was gentlemen prefer blondes theme. So, oh, wow. you know, I really loved that. <laughs> I love that. So great. when I was six years old, my parents had heard about a show called Chasing Rainbows and it was about like Judy Garland's life, who I was like obsessed with. Sure. Um. So my parents took me to go see Chasing Rainbows at Good Speed because there was like they had like they had yeah. So Chasing Rainbows was at Good Speed of Judy Garland's life. So my parents had just happened to take me to see it, and I was like, it was like the best thing I'd ever seen. I was like, I love this because it was all the stuff that I loved and tap dancing. And I just you know I loved all that stuff. So. I was, I'd always said, I was like, one day I want to be Shirley Temple in that show. And it was just something random, I kind of said. And then a few late, a few years later, I got an audition and I found out they were doing a Broadway lab of it. And I booked Shirley Temple. Well, yeah. I see the, <laughs> so re- I got, I see I got the resemblance. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the so I got to do the lab of that and then a few readings. And then in 2019, we did Chasing Rainbows at Paper Mill Playhouse, which was like, the most fun experience ever. That was like definitely my favorite thing. It was so much fun. And this is this is before Sesame Street. Right? Well, I Chasing Rainbows was before Sesame Street, except for I filmed the my first season of Sesame right before I did Paper Mill of Chasing okay. Rainbows. Wow, does this all sound familiar to you, Derek? You, you but know, you... it was all like a secret during Chasing Rainbows, oh. so I couldn't like I I filmed my first season of Sesame Street. And then I went straight to the paper mill of Chasing Rainbows. Um, and, but I couldn't tell anyone because it was a yeah. secret at a time. NDAs. At the time. NDAs. Does this all sound familiar to you, dear? I mean, you got your start young as well. I, yeah. I just, I, I can't. It's hilarious because I'm listening to every single thing that you're saying. And I'm like, she must be, we must be alternates of each other or something like that. <laughs> because yeah. I got my start through Broadway. I got my, I, I was a huge Judy Garland fan. Judy Garland was like my icon. She was my favorite oh. actress ever. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love the fact that it's like we both played Charlie. We've both done. So yeah, that's that's crazy. Crazy <laughs> the amount of the amount of resemblance. And Wizard of Oz, man, man, my gosh, you know I still cry in that movie. I, I, I swear to God. Yeah. I was. Uh, we were on our cruise. Obviously, it's all about the cruise. We had movies in the room and stuff. We were watching. Uh, I was watching. Uh, uh, TCM, Turner Classic Movies. So all those movies were on there. And they were showing The Wizard of Oz. And it was right at the end where she gets home. And she says, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I was real. I know it was. And you were there. And you were there. And, and you were there. And there's no place like home. And I'm just like bawling, you know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's so good, you know. And yeah. um, good for you. I mean, again, the, um, the opportunities. When you can dance. You can dance if you want to. No. When you can dance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> men without hats um yeah. when, you, when you can dance and tap dancing that is physical 
I mean, that is a tap workout. Tap dance is my favorite style of dance. Like, well, yeah. actually, my great grandmother, who I was named after, she was a famous tap dancer. So I think I got really? it from her. But, but I've always been doing dance since I, I was very little. But tap has always just been my favorite. And yeah, tap is just, there's something about it. I just love like the different styles of tap. There could be like old fashioned jazz or like modern pop. I just, I love tap. It's how, long did, how long do tap dance shoes last? Well, I have a few pairs. I just, yeah. well, <laughs> it depends. I have a lot of pairs, actually. I just got a pink, a pair of pink tap shoes oh, for my parents. Those are my favorite. Right. Pink, pink tap shoes? Yeah. <laughs> what is, what was, I wish the, I, I didn't even know those existed because then when I was doing my shows, I should have had pink tap shoes. <laughs> do you tap dance too, yeah. there? Uh, I never like took classes or learned, but certain shows that I would do in like my local theaters, we'd have like tap sequences that we all would learn. So I oh, yeah. up a couple things here and there. But yeah. yeah, I wish I had pink tap shoes. I just I made it fun. <laughs> I'm not sure you can learn that on uh, YouTube. I think you need know, yeah. you know, some classes. And again, that's a lot of coordination and uh, don't uh, miss a step or you fall down. So it's that's kind of a scary thing too. <laughs> True. But uh, so tap dancing, are you a singer as well? Obviously, yeah, I've you know. been singing since I was three years old. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. What's your favorite style of singing? Probably musical theater. Definitely. Yeah. I, am, I do too. I love musical theater. Yeah. yeah. Um, famous, uh, famous, favorite. Um, I love post-production. Favorite musical. Oh my gosh. That's like the hardest question. Yes. That's okay. like. <laughs> You answer. Oh, okay, okay. So I this is really hard for me, but okay. The musical I've like seen the most on Broadway is Jersey Boys. <laughs> ah, so I love love Jersey that. Boys. Yeah, but you know, I also obviously love Hamilton. You know, oh, sure. that's a great one. Um, I don't know. I've seen so much. That's that's like the impossible question. You know, I love Mean Girls. You know, it's all, I like all the different kinds. Hello Dolly, Cats. I just. It, that's an impossible question, really. Wow. How about Little Shop Wicked. of Horrors? Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, Little Shop of Horrors! Oh my gosh! When I was a toddler, that Little Shop of Horrors—that was my favorite song. I would sing that literally every day. That was like the amount of videos my parents have of toddler me singing Little Shop of Horrors. Wow. <laughs> oh, fun times! It's uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I think I think suddenly Seymour is probably the ultimate yeah. love song. I mean, it's just, you know, every time it, it gets me, but uh, it's uh, just incredible. How about Tuck Everlasting? Ooh. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I've never seen Tuck Everlasting, but I sang a song from Tuck Everlasting. Which one? Oh. Um, it's, uh, shoot, I can't remember it to save my life right now, but it's the one that, um, Oh, good girl Winnie Foster. That's it. Oh. Good girl Winnie Foster. It's funny you mention that because I got a, I got a treat for you guys. I'll play you a couple minutes of this for you. Um, you guys have all seen uh, uh, Luca, right? Yes, yes, okay. Luca. Yeah. So Emma Berman, good friend, she voices Julia. <gasps> yes. Oh wow! Oh my and, god! And she recorded this this song a couple of years ago. This song resonates with me because it talks about the importance of choices and how the decisions we make can shape our destiny. I can relate to the girl in this story, Winnie Foster, 
who is the same age as myself, but is faced with a very difficult choice. And it's interesting for me to explore what she might be feeling as she is reflecting on her character in the song and experiences a sense of wonder mixed with fear and excitement. It's fascinating to try and discover what it might feel like to be faced with such a difficult choice. And in a way, the song allows me to reflect on the decisions that I've made in my life. There are two ways home, down one long road, one clear path to two conclusions. Does the story end or never end? Does the secret fade or is it everlasting? I could return to my mother like nothing has happened. Two ways home, down one long road, one clear path to two conclusions. Does the story end or never end? Does the secret fade or is it everlasting? Or I put the tucks behind me and pull up the anchor, ride the wheel plenty for all that it's worth. She's amazing. Emma Berman, uh, of course, you know her as uh, Julia on yeah. Luca. She's doing stuff for Star Wars and all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, okay. amazing, amazing uh, voice. Uh, and I bring her on here because she does a lot of voiceover and uh, a lot of musical theater, too. Um, and you do voiceover as well. So yeah, how do you transition from musical theater to, to uh, doing voiceover? Well... I've done I've done a lot of like especially when I was younger I've done a lot of like voiceover like stuff for Nickelodeon like a bunch of like little commercials and stuff and I was on like Wally Kazam I was the voice of Cappy the Witch so that was it's like it's pretty to me um depending on like it's hard to explain but like depending on like the voiceover it's if it's like something like Nick it's for me, at least, it's, like, pretty similar to, like, musical theater. Except for, like, one, it's, like, a voiceover that's more, like, serious and, like, horror and stuff, you know? But, like, it's, they, the, to me, the two of them are, like, kind of similar. Yeah. The They're voice, cousins. They're cousins. The cousins. Uh, Dairy, exactly. vo any voiceover work there? 
I haven't done any yet, but I'm hoping that I can start getting into it a bit It's a lot. And what's amazing is during the pandemic, the voiceover stuff did not stop. It kept going. I mean, people were doing it from their houses. You know. Yeah, I've I've a, um, a voiceover recording booth in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, is it the? Clo- I was just doing something like right before this is a it, voiceover. Is it the closet? Uh, well, it's like it's like a it's like a recording box. Thing. Oh wow, you got the whole thing. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, Emma Berman again was on our show last year, I believe it was last year, and we talked about that, and she's done just a ton of stuff, and that was all. You know, she booked the role. And we'll talk about your booking process too, because you've booked a lot of stuff. Um, but she booked it off of a uh, off an off of an iPhone. She did she did she did she did, she did scratch audio. They heard it, and they're like, "Yep." They uh, brought her to Emeryville, and they they did another audition, and uh, she got the the role uh, as uh, as Julia. Amazing. I love stories like that. And they had they had to move to Sacramento because there was so much street noise where they lived in San Francisco. That was very, very hard to record. <laughs> it was so noisy. But um, again, your bookings, uh, your booking, I mean, uh, just so many different disciplines here. Uh, stage, voiceover, tap, dancing. We are going to get to Sesame Street because that's a big deal as well. And um, certainly the uh, the commercial work too. So um, what's your, uh, as far as your, your voiceover stuff, are you doing that all from the house there? You just send it in? Yeah, well. Well, now, now voiceovers, for the most part, all the auditions are from home. Right. Self-tapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Not, oh, self-tapes. Not even tapes anymore. <laughs> they just yeah, files. So now every, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everything's from home now, pretty much, except for, like, you know, callbacks and occasional musical theater stuff. But I I wish things were still in person. I just miss it so much. You know, that's... It's like, because like, then they get to see your personality. And sure. At the same time, it's like I'm not like going into the city just for an audition to like, because I remember I just I just remember back in the day when I was like a toddler, I'd have to leave school early to go into the city for a voice for a voiceover audition where I just like have to laugh. (laughs) Like the one good side of that is getting to do that at home now. And at the same time, you miss in person. I've had guests, by the way, they've they've come out. They've flown all the way out here from wherever Texas or Kansas or wherever they come from. Uh, I have one guest, I won't mention the name, but she came out, she auditioned, and just as they were about to board the plane to go home, the agent calls. Oh, you booked it. <laughs> and it happens like that. But yeah. in-person auditions, as far as, I'm no expert, but as far as I, I see, uh, you can't personalize it because uh, there are cases where you go in and they say, okay, go ahead, go ahead. And they're like, you get four words like, okay, thank you. And you're like, what just happened? And you're yeah. and then, it's, then there's that ride in the car. It's like, what, what, what happened? And then you forget about it for six months, and they call you. Oh yeah, by the way, you remember us? You know, you got the part. So again, you just can't personalize that. Don't take it personal. Yeah. And everyone in the rooms, from what I what I hear, they're very very cordial. You see the same people all the time, and mm. uh, everyone's very supportive, and there's no hard feelings or whatnot. So that's great. So I could see that. I could see where you'd want to go in person and kind of especially you know, like. Especially for like dancing stuff. I mean, well, well, for actually what we do in the shadows, my audition for that was virtual, and I had to like um, do like an old fashioned like jazz tap dance for that. And I was like, and so I got the audition for what we do in the shadows, and I'd already love the show because it's really funny. And I was like, I it sucks because I really I really want to get this, but I was like, this is gonna be a really hard thing because 
the, the it was like a really hard thing to film like with the tap or whatever with the song they'd sent us and it was like I don't really know I don't remember but then we had booked it and you know I had to fly out to Canada like a few weeks later which was crazy Canada hey <laughs> yeah. well that was that was the most fun thing that was last year Tim Hortons that, last year we were in Canada for like three months filming that did you go to Tim so much. did you go to Tim Hortons yes yes it was it's so good and while we while we were in Canada, it was the time that they had that had, they had like the Justin Bieber collab, so it oh, was geez. Tim Biebs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Love it. Oh wait, but also the best, in my opinion, the only thing that's Canadian that's better than Tim Hortons is Bieber Tales. How did you ever get to have to Bieber Tales? No, I didn't even heard of that. Okay, so when I was in Toronto, I had the yeah, like, that's right. they're like flattened donuts, pretty much. Oh. They're like big giant donut pizzas, almost. Wow. <laughs> Nutella or like oh my gosh. Nutella. Yeah, they there would you walk, go. We walked down a couple blocks from our um from our apartment and there was a Beaver Tails shack right on the on oh, the wow. It was really cool. It's a Canada thing. It's like it's like I watch TV, it's like there are no golden corrals by my house. <laughs> there's no um waffle house by my house. I now and there's no Whataburger, and of course you know Whataburger very well in Texas there. That's uh, a lot of there. Yeah. For us, it's, um, of course, In N Out Burger is great. In N Out. And for New York, it's White Castle. Any, wi- any White uh, Castles yeah. left? Are they still there? Are there still White Castles in New York? You, I, yeah, there are. You know, okay. But you know, the funny thing is, I've never actually gone to White Castle. But one of my first jobs when I was a toddler was a play about the White Castle. But I still, <laughs> to this day, have gone to the White Castle. Where do you so get I've never. <laughs> Where do you get your self-confidence from? You're so self-confident. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I can't believe you, you're like the wisdom of a 30-year-old. You're just, you're just so mature and so with it. And it's like you're, you're, you're maneuvering yourself through all this stuff, and you're really handling it very well. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Let me go ahead and stop down, guys, just one second. This is Conversations Radio, episode number 143. Our guest is the sensational Violet Tinarello. From Sesame Street, which we'll talk about in just a second. My co-host from well, Conroe, but now in Los Angeles, Dear McLeod. So let's talk uh, Sesame Street. Yes. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? I have, I have no idea, but um, of course <laughs> you've got another way besides be out to edit the fly. You can drive there. So tell us about that process. How did you find out about that that role, and how did you audition for that? Okay, so when I first, you know, I, when I first started like TV acting when I was four years old. Um, I just remember we were telling, we had heard like, you know, how there were like a few extra spots and being in the background. And I was like, and we had like told my agent how like, you know, Sesame Street for me was like my favorite show growing up. And, but not just Sesame Street. Like I was a huge fan of Jim Henson. Like I loved Fraggle Rock, the Muppets, like all that stuff. I just always been really into Muppets and all that stuff. I loved Jim Henson. Um, So I... So we had, like, said my agent, like, you know, like, any, like, Sesame Street thing in the background. Like, I could literally just, like, be a train. I'll be happy being on Sesame Street. Like, I don't even care. So I was an extra on Sesame Street six times when I was a toddler. Um, (laughs) My first time, I was, like, six years old. And it was, like, the Lucy Lou Cinderella special. And that was, like, the best day of my life. I was, like, it was, I was on Sesame Street. It was mind-blowing. It was crazy. It was the coolest day ever. And then I was on Sesame Street as an extra five more times. Wow. Um, and then when I was, I was eight, 
actually seven. When I was seven years old, we were on vacation in Dominican Republic on spring break. And I, I'd gotten a self tape to be an actual character on Sesame Street. And I was like, so I lit, I didn't even like, I don't even think I brought any audition clothes. We, we just filmed me like doing the self tape in like a cover up in my hotel, in my hotel room. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just like, I just like filmed those lines and sent them in. And I was like, oh, great. You know, I'm like, I, you know, so then I found out I got a callback. I was like, wow. So then I went in there was, and then there was a lot of callbacks in person with like a lot of other girls um, at Sesame Workshop, a lot of callbacks. And then there was one, one more with like two other girls. And I was like, it was actually the day before my birthday. And I was like, and I was like, this is really cool. Like I get to tell them it's my birthday. And then Aww. it was like another girl's birthday. I remember. <laughs> but anyways, anyway, so then they said there was one more callback. Um, so we went in for that and they said, oh, they're actually filming something in the other room on the green screen. Like, do you want to come watch? I was like, yeah, of course. So my dad had actually drove me and my mom into the city that day. So he was with us. So me and my parents went to the other room to watch them record. And they're like, oh, Violet, come stand in the middle of all the Muppets. Like, you know, I'm thinking they just like want to, you know, test, do a camera testing or whatever. And it was like all of them. It was like Ernie, Bert, oh Elmo, gosh. the Count. Cookie Monster, Zoe, Abby. It was like, I was freaking out. You know, and, I'm trying to hold in my excitement. And of course you're saying, okay, this is not happening. This can't yeah, be real. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So so I'm, this is like, you know, I'm thinking this is the final callback. And then Zoe says <laughs> to me, hey, Violet, do you want to be our new neighbor on Sesame Street? And at that moment, sure and i'm thinking you know they're trying to see my imp improv skills and then I, and then i look around and i'm like wait no this is like actually for real and i started crying oh, and wow <laughs> and it was just like the happiest day of my life and then you know it, it was crazy and then and then they were like showering me in sesame street swag and then wow. a few months later we started filming my first season season 50 and i was the first kid actor in over 20 years 20 on the years. show yeah, yeah. Right, hold on a second. So, Derek, Derek, do you need a Kleenex? Your eyes are kind of watering up there. You're okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you getting verkle getting verklempt? Okay. Um, what a, that, what is, that is a, it's amazing. That could be, yeah. that could be a movie right there. You getting a, <laughs> I mean, totally. You could, you should think about that. that could be a total, and there's been, there's been movies made like that where people get like roles on shows and stuff like that. Sesame Street, of course, like I said earlier, just so iconic and so much history and yeah. always good and positive and with the times. And um, it's just a phenomenal show, uh, education, entertainer, entertaining, entertaining, and again, post-production, entertaining and, of course, the Muppets. Yeah. I mean, you've got to love the Muppets. Jim Hansen Studios has done a phenomenal job through the years. Um, lots of fur, lots of ping pong balls <laughs> when they first started. And they really just kind of, you know, Miss Piggy and Kermit and all the all the Muppets, just uh, one big happy family. And then and then uh, Char here comes Charlie. And again, Charlie <laughs> Charlie's backstory is so Charlie moved to Sesame Street because her parents were in the military, and then they finally decided to move to Sesame Street, and that's how my first episode of Sesame Street. Um, it's like Charlie moving in, and then she meets Rosita and Elmo. And they kind of bring her around and like they, they showed me, they like um in the episode, they introduced Charlie to everyone. And it was 
that was like the crazy no that actually not even booking it my first day filming was the craziest day of my life because that episode i they brought charlie around to meet snuffleupagus big bird the count and then my last like at the end of the episode charlie sings anyone could be friends and everyone was in it i've literally dream up it you think of it was crazy well charlie tell your parents thank you for their service for sure (laughs) that's um what a what a wonderful wonderful backstory and again your shooting schedule is what 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 do you you guys do you what episode a day is that what i heard yeah we do like an episode per day wow that's a lot of you gotta be like spot on it's a lot of organization and yeah it's a lot of work and I noticed there there are some green screens, so that's a little, little different. But you know, you get used to that. But the, but Hooper Hooper store is there, or is that the green screen? No, I, not, everything's the everything's the real set. Nothing's okay. really the green screen, except for like sometimes like a few tiny things. But everything's on the actual set, like Abby's garden, Big Bird's nest, like the laundromat, Hooper store, yeah. everything. And again, um, uh, the um, Alan is fantastic as well. Yeah, um, a, a big driving force behind that show, by the way, and really involved in it. But it's funny, I watched a few episodes last night, and I watched the one with uh, the gecko habitat, which they did. I don't think you weren't you weren't in that one, I don't think, where they were building a habitat. And it's funny <laughs> they, they were in front of the, in front of the store, and you could see like Bert and Ernie were shopping, like sh- in their shopping and stuff, and there was yeah, you know, yeah. It's, so it's everything's like, like kind of like background uh, stuff. I know uh, it's the details that are crazy. Like if you. Like, Hooper's store, I don't, like, I never even fully realized until you're on the show, like, you, you go into Hooper's and everything, you know, it's nothing's an actual real brand. You go right. in, and it's the details, it's like, each shelf is like, it's like, it's, it's crazy. And then, in the, so, it's like, they've, um, Sesame Street's branded, like, like, all their, like, cereal, and it's, it's crazy. And then they have, like, a mini, mini worm supermarket for slimy. Nice. <laughs> oh, I love that. Nice. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you who your favorite Muppet is. That's gonna be impossible to ask. Yeah, because impossible. Um, <laughs> at what point does it just seem so surreal? I mean, because it, it, it's 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 larger than life. Here you watch it on TV for years, and then you're there. You look at the address. Yeah. The, the address says. I know. One, the address says one, two, three. You're you're like there. No, I mean, it's really crazy because it's you know everyone grows up on Sesame Street, and it's it it really is like surreal to be on the show and. I think it's really, like, like I, I don't think I fully, like, comprehended, like, that I'm on Sesame Street until, like, I notice, like, a little kids, like, actually, like, recognize me or, like, I hear them, like, singing songs that I sing on the show, like, about, like, like, I, I'd sing, like, a song about, like, curly hair one episode and then I just see a kid, like, sing that, like, and it just really makes me realize I'm, like, wow, that's, that's just crazy to me. Like, wow. I don't even think I still, like, really fully understand. It's crazy. That's amazing. Um, tell us, there, there are, there, um, Dare, I know you have blooper reels for your show, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yes. And Sesame Street has blooper reels as well. Yeah. So tell, me about yeah. The, tell me about the Shabbat candle incident. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so like at the end of each season, um, at the end of each season, at before the wrap party, they do like a huge blooper reel of like, everything and all the bloopers and all the funniest moments and stuff that's gone wrong from each season and just this season like a lot of funny stuff happened and like one of the episodes that I from one of the episodes that I was on was about like Shabbat and I was like teaching about Shabbat and long story short me and the 
person who plays my mom, Jen, we were like trying to light the candles and then you know it's real fire which is like you know they never have on set so i had to like light light the match and i accidentally and i and it like went really big and i like jumped out <laughs> of my feet it was yeah wow my life flashed before my eyes i'm like watch i'm the person who like sets a fire on sesame street she you know burns, she burns down sesame street you know <laughs> but yeah gone with the wind music in the background wow <laughs> It's amazing. I mean, what you've done, what you've accomplished. I, I want to see what you're doing in five years, because I think I, I mean I think you have you have not plateaued yet. You've got big stuff coming up for you. Because oh, I, thank I'm you. very confident of that. Um, whether it's whether it's television, film, stage, um, I would love to see you on stage. I'm sure you're amazing. And of course, Sesame Street. Um, and you know, Sesame Street can be a lifelong thing too. Sometimes people grow up on that show. So I mean, it's uh, but it's 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 gonna be interesting to see what you do, and I'm so glad you joined us today. This is probably yeah, one of the best you. shows I've ever had. I swear. Oh, thank you. Dare she? This is so much fun. I was so excited. You are the bee's knees, definitely. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Dare any last questions you want to pop in there because we are running over. Yes. I actually hold on. I know that you won a young performer award. Oh yes. Yes. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. How excited was, like, how amazing was that? Oh, well, so we went to, I got invited to the Young Artist, um, YEA. Young yeah. YEA Awards. Yeah. And, I was, and I was so excited. I couldn't believe that I was nominated. I was, like, freaking out. I was, like, it's crazy. And then and then we were, like, let's see, like, do we want to take the trip to L.A. to the awards? And I obviously, I really sure. wanted to. Yeah. So, please like to my parents I really really wanted to go because it was crazy to be nominated so we flew out to LA for the awards um and I my dress uh, my dress was like I wanted it to be like kind of like old-fashioned so that's what I was inspired by and then we went to LA for the awards and I won which was mind-blowing was that your first trip to LA no, I've been to LA before for okay. like different screen testings, okay. but LA I love so much, and I've been, I haven't gone since before COVID, so I was really excited. It was such a fun trip. And again, again, that YA yes. that YA award was for her work on Sesame Street, so that's uh, yes, I won for best recurring young actress on Sesame wow. Street. I don't know what I'm. I'm speechless. I mean, you are just you're you're a bundle of joy, uh, so positive, and you're so just self confident. Any uh, charities you feel strongly about? When I was four years old, I was on a print ad for the Jeffrey Modell Foundation. And ever since then, I've been, like, really connected to that. And we've become, like, family. When I grow up, I want to be a ballerina. They can stand on their tippy toes with fancy tutus and twirl around like magical princesses. If your child is sick over and over again, it could be PI, a serious defect of the immune system. Early testing gives children a chance to dream. I can't wait to grow up. Jeffrey Modell Foundation, helping children reach for their dreams. Visit info4pi.org. It's it's a foundation that helps kids. They can follow you on Instagram at Violet Tinerello. VioletTinerello.com is your website. A lot of good information there. Yep. And uh, look for, we'll look for you on season 54. Season 54. Season 53 just came out on HBO Max. God, you're busy. And reruns on PBS. Nice. Will you come back on here again sometime? Yes. You are I would love that. Absolutely amazing. I should have you in the, yeah, we're going to talk. 
I mean, I've, I've had Thank I've you. had great guests, but I mean, you're a, wow. This is probably the best show I've done. Uh-huh. Thank you in so a much. Long, long time, and because I've had guests that they're kind of quiet when I, you know, whatnot. But you just you just care. I could have walked away, and you guys could have just, just run it, you and Dare. <laughs> you got on the barbecue to hamburger or something, but I want yeah, I'd love to have you back on here, and definitely keep in touch, and um, we will look forward to seeing you on Sesame Street. Yes. Everybody else. Look out for HBO Max, Sesame Street, season 53. There you go. <laughs> Violet Tinarello, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Dear McLeod, we're not done. You've got, of course, Ghost Rider. That's on mm-hmm. Apple TV+. Plus. Episodes of Danger Force. Mm-hmm. And you've got the event again at the Grammy Museum. So tell us about that one more time. Yes. So that is going to be my Raise Your Voice for Peace competition. It is, again, such an honor to be a top five finalist especially because it's you know again taking place at the grammy museum such a big deal such an incredible milestone just personally and being able to perform and really share my truth and share my share my own music and also get to honor other artists who are just as incredibly talented is incredible and i'm so so excited for it i just can't wait it's the saturday and i'm so pumped hey dare you're a great co-host Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Dear McLeod and Violet Tinarello, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it's been so great getting the two of you. Your family, for sure. Thank you so much. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.